2023's ceremonial opening of the courts began this morning in Grand Court 1 to kick off a new year. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins reports. My Lady Chief Justice, Honorable Judges of the Grand Court, Honorable Chief Magistrate and other magistrates, President of the Justices of Peace Association, Director of Public Prosecutions, Council Member of the Cayman Islands Legal Practitioners Association, Special Guests, Distinguished colleagues at the public and private bars, ladies and gentlemen. Rashma Sharma KC there, who during the formal opening of the courts, bid farewell to His Excellency the Governor Martin Roper, discussed the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and went over highlights from 2022. What better place to start than by recognizing your ladyship's historic appointment as Chief Justice. The very first Chief Justice, female Chief Justice of these islands, last October. Your appointment was warmly received throughout the islands in recognition of your ladyship's distinguished career, which includes your tenure as Chief Justice in the Turks and Caicos Islands, as well as before the magistrates and grand courts of these islands for several years. Please accept our warmest congratulations, my lady, on this milestone. After remarking on the future that lies ahead with Chief Justice Honorable Margaret Ramsey Hale, she looked to the past to acknowledge the achievements of past Chief Justice Sir Anthony Smelly KC. To Sir Anthony, we again extend our very sincere thanks for his dedicated service over the years. Our heartiest congratulations on the knighthood that was conferred on him last year and our very best wishes on what can only be described as a well-deserved retirement from the bench. I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. If you missed the Grand Court opening, you can catch it in full on CIGTV's YouTube channel. With thousands of flights across the U.S. cancelled or delayed due to the breakdown of a government info system, Radio Cayman's April Cummings checked in with local authorities to see what the impact, if any, the meltdown has had here. So we've been monitoring the situation throughout the day here at Radio Cayman, and early on there were no reported problems. Cayman Airways, for example, said they had seen zero impact. But as the day has progressed, we've started to see some airline delays trickle in, kind of a spillover effect from the cancellations and delays on the U.S. side affecting flights between Cayman and the U.S. on U.S. carriers. Now, the other issue isn't directly a Cayman problem per se, but travelers who are leaving here needing to make connections may see some impact as the U.S. air system tries to get back to normal. So what happened? Well, American air travel is dependent on an alert system called Notice to Air Missions. And before a flight takes off, pilots and airline dispatchers have to review notices, which include details about weather, runway closures, construction, any other information that might affect their flight. The system's been around for a very long time. It was once phone-based, with pilots actually calling a dedicated flight service station for the info, but has since moved online. It broke down late Tuesday and wasn't fixed until mid-morning today, which led to more than 1,200 flight cancellations and more than 8,500 delays by early afternoon on the East Coast. That according to flight tracking website FlightAware. Air officials here in Cayman have been keeping a close eye on the situation, but say so far the impact has not been major. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Travelers are advised to check with their airline directly for details on flights and possible delays or changes. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service's holiday safety campaign Operation Winter Guardian saw 35 arrests in relation to driving under the influence of alcohol. 
There were 253 reports of vehicle collisions, one of which was reported as a serious collision. Over 180 incidents were recorded that related to speeding. Since the start of the operation, there have been six persons arrested and charged for various offenses, such as firearms, drugs, and robbery. Officers executed five search warrants at home addresses in relation to the spate of robberies and other firearm-enabled crimes that had been occurring. Officials say there have been no incidents of robbery on Grand Cayman since December 14th. Additionally, there were six other searches in relation to drugs and other criminal activities. One firearm was recovered along with several rounds of ammunition as well as several vehicles, clothing and masks recovered for forensic examination. There were a number of reported incidents of serious assaults that took place during the month of December and from those, several arrests have been made and one man has been charged with attempted murder and possession of an unlicensed firearm. During the month of December 2022, the RCIPS conducted the operation Winter Guardian to provide, quote, support for the social and economic changes that come with the holiday period annually. It focused on providing an increased police presence through high visibility mobile and foot patrols in both commercial and residential areas, along with spontaneous vehicle checkpoints, both for traffic enforcement and education. In other local news, it's a new year with a fresh start. But 2022's traffic issues continue to be top of mind for the pact-led government. That's why Infrastructure Minister the Honorable J.E. Banks says there will remain a heavy focus on updating Cayman's road network. The Linford Highway Pass has been has been moving really good. They are actually at the crossroad where the infrastructure is being done into that now. So you see where Water Authority has actually put in their piping. CUC has been moving the, their their poles and the team is actually going to be jumping right back on Linford this week or maybe the following next week to get going, pushing it to try to get it completed as quickly as we can. We realize that that is one of the areas that we have to get completed to because it's it's going to relieve the traffic. Minister Ebanks tells Ritter Man the road work will include the completion of a new stretch that will allow drivers heading east to circumvent the Hurley's roundabout. So what we're trying to do is try to get two lanes dedicated that they're moving constantly to the eastern side of the island without having the stop stop so you'll have that one lean if you're going to go to to um, prospect anywhere else that you can continue going or if you want to go to hurley's you'll be able to go on that one that project has been in the works for some time the power company has reported to government it had to delay its utility work due to supply chain issues but mr ebanks assures listeners that issue will be resolved in the coming weeks Another major road project that promises to offer much-needed relief to residents of the Eastern Districts is the East-West Arterial Extension. We have to put in a a second road to be able to get the people moving from the eastern side of the island. So it it is a crucial road. It is something that I fully support the... Report has been pretty much been done, and they, um, they should be starting to have meetings very shortly, first start of February, to have meetings in the eastern districts and in central Georgetown. Um, NRAS told me that they've gotten everything done that they've needed from their side. Everything's back over to the Department of Environment side now too, so that we can actually start to move now. The idea behind all these infrastructure improvements is traffic flow. In Parliament at the end of the year, the pact-led government committed to prioritizing traffic management in 2023 as the country grapples with increasing gridlock at peak times. Mitigation measures may include banning vehicles or even limiting who can or cannot get a driver's license. 
But before those moves can be considered, Transport Minister the Honorable Kenneth Bryan says the country must have a reliable bus system in place. The firm Deloitte have been summoned to do a report for us from last year, and that report is expected to be completed at the end of this month to the first week of next month with recommendations on how we move forward with a, a government either run or partnered system that is more reliable. Mr. Bryan says the goal is a public transport system that is eco-friendly and cost-effective. Even if you said today we were going to restrict cars that are anything over 10 years old or 5 years old, restricting those cars don't stop them on the cars that are currently here. So that would only start to take effect over time as more and more of the current vehicles that are here start to come off the road and no longer working. As for a suggestion by Minister Ebanks for government to consider restricting who is eligible for a driver's license. When we start to say restrictions like work permit holders can't um, have a driver's license or have a vehicle, you have to make Make sure you have a reliable system for people and workers to get to work, get to their entertainment, get to pick up their kids and all these other factors. So we have to deal with the public transportation system first before we take some of those other decisions where we all know we we need to do in order to to mitigate the traffic problem. Mr. Bryan says as soon as the Deloitte report is reviewed by caucus and cabinet, the public will be updated with the accepted recommendations. A tight squeeze. That's how... That's how the agriculture minister describes the Department of Agriculture's facilities as the country sees a boom in backyard and commercial farming. We're working on right now to do an, uh, a big expansion to agriculture. It's going to be able to streamline and get agriculture up to the demand that we have right now. Mm-hmm. It's been growing. A lot of it is subsidized, so the, pro- the price is actually <laughs> a lot lower. One thing with it that we found is that, um, you know, the space that we have, we're limited on. Minister responsible, the Honorable J.E. Bynes tells Radio Cayman a new design will be heading to the planning department in the coming months, envisioning a more spacious compound on a larger parcel than the current Lower Valley location. I must thank um, the team for the work they've done so far on getting this this drawing done. It is an amazing drawing of a, of a new facility and that will actually definitely help help us with the space that we need and be able to get more products here. Just make life a little bit more easier for the farmers and but to bring the agriculture up another notch of how we deliver our products and, and service to our farmers. No official word on the timetable for that project. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.